Welcome to Bovine Banner with the Penn State Extension Dairy Team. The contents of this podcast, including text, graphics, and images, is educational only and not intended to be a substitute for veterinary medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a licensed doctor of veterinary medicine or other licensed or certified veterinary medical professionals with the questions you may have regarding a veterinary medical condition or symptoms. Hello, everyone. My name is Amber Yitze. I am an extension educator in Huntington County, and today we have with us Melissa Heater of Joe Mill Farm in Huntington County. Today we are going to discuss the importance of rumen development in calves and how Joe Mill Farm achieves success. Thanks for being with us today, Melissa. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and how the operation here at Joe Mill Farms work? Sure. Thanks for having me, Amber. Um, My husband, Jason, and our daughters, we raise dairy heifers and cows, um, mostly for show and um, genetic sales. Um, Currently, we have 17 heifers and 10 milk cows. Um, The cows are housed in a freestall, milked in a parlor, and the heifers are uh, housed in bedded packs. Thanks. Can you tell the listeners what your goals are when raising calves and what has helped you achieve those goals? Um, so the number one goal is for them to double their size um, in the, from the time they're born till they're weaned. Um, a couple things that have helped me achieve that are vaccinations, um, watching them like hawks, and probably the number one thing is they get introduced to grain on day one. How much grain are you giving them on day one? Um, they get grain in a, it's called a breed and start bottle. It's a grain, a dry grain bottle with a nipple on the end of it. Um, it'll hold three pounds of grain and they get that from the first day and usually after four days you have to refill it. Okay. Do you do anything special to get them to start using the bottle or do they typically go to it themselves? So they're on a a regular milk bottle for the first four feedings and then they're transferred to um, a peach teat suck bucket and what I do is as soon as they're done drinking their milk I bring their attention to the grain bottle and get them to suck on it. And usually after two or three feedings, they get the hang of it. And you notice that they go right over to it on their own. Okay, great. What issues have you faced while trying to reach your goals? And what practices have you implemented to manage these issues on your farms? Um, So probably the number one thing is um, we do a lot of embryo transfers and live calf programs from other farms and we have brought in some things from other farms calving pens um the worst one was probably crypto um and and that was difficult because you have to work so hard to keep them alive um but other than just adapting to different diseases and keeping vaccinations up to date really no challenges Good. Are you doing a normal calf evaluation daily to look for different health issues that you may have seen? Twice a day, yes. Every time I, well, really, it could be more if I'm out there more, but I watch them like hawks all the time. Great, great. So when you're exploring feeds, looking at quantity and quality, um, did you use any advice provided by industry professionals to make these management decisions? So I looked up some research on introducing grain really early, Um, consulted my vet on what they thought um, was a good idea and consulted a nutritionist and I also attended um, it was called calf college put on by Zoetis um, and that was super informative I actually attended that I really liked that that event they taught us a lot there 
Sir, what are some main advantages that you have experienced after applying the practices? Um, they are so much healthier. And I can't say that they weren't healthy before. They're, they're just, they're off to a running start. Um, there's absolutely zero transition when you wean them. Um, they're eating, they get hay introduced at probably two weeks. And at first they just kind of play with it, but they don't even notice their milk missing on their wean because they're off to a good running start. Um, really less incidence of any, any kind of sickness. And if there is, you catch it so early that it's, it doesn't really have an effect on them. Um, and they just, they seem to be happier, grow better and they're happier. And you manage, you like to double birth weight. Um, how often are you unable to double birth weight? Um, maybe once in the last three years and she was just a poor doer, just everything that came down the pike she seemed to catch. Okay, and how long, or how early are you weaning? At what age? They get weaned at eight weeks. Okay. So what are some disadvantages you've seen to this approach? Um, the main disadvantage would have been a financial disadvantage when we first started um, doing this just because you had to buy all the equipment, the grain bottles, they're not cheap. Um, and you have to really watch because as the calves get bigger, they can break them. <laughs> um, but financially, that was the biggest disadvantage. Other than that, it was really easy. Okay. And you, you, sorry, you mentioned financial. So introducing grain to calves for a, a typical farm, so a large dairy farm compared, they would be feeding a lot more calves. Do you think this would be a good financial move for them when they'd be feeding more grain more often? Um so I could see how people would think it would be a bad idea, but you don't, first of all, you can limit the amount of grain that you put in the bottle. Um, you can limit the amount. I also put it in a bucket in the hutch so that they have it available at all times. Like you don't have to fill it. So you're not having a lot of waste. And I just really think that the benefit way out outweighs the cost. Yes, I agree. I think just getting that good yes. start, seeing that transition be much smoother. They're not losing weight when they transition. Um, and then you can put them into those group pens. We're not seeing that the calf gets yes. a, st a step back. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I can put them in with two, four or five other heifers and I don't see, I mean, they're aggressive about their feed. They, they get to the bunk and they make room for themselves. I don't ever see them having trouble with the transition. And there is a lot of research even out there showing that if calves double birth weight, then they're often large enough earlier in age to breed and we can get them into the milking herd a lot sooner for productivity reasons. Yes. So is there any other tips or advice that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, so probably the, the one main thing that we've had to watch is um, that we are pushing them hard. So we have to make sure that we give them um, additional vitamins and minerals to make sure that everything reproductively keeps up with them. Um, we did have an issue with that where it was taking like three months longer to get them bred than we wanted, but we started giving vitamin A, D, and E shots on a schedule, and that seems to have alleviated that problem. But free choice mineral and additional vitamins are definitely essential. And how often are you giving the injections of vitamins? Um, every three months, which is, it's on the label. You can't give it any closer than three months. And at what age do you start that? As soon as they're weaned, they get it. Okay, great. Yep. Great. Sounds like you have a real good program going down there and um, you're doing real well with your calves and getting them to be pr good producers for you. Seems to be working well, yes. Thank you, Melissa, for joining us today and sharing your experiences. Also, thank you to all of our listeners for taking the time to tune in to Bovine Banner. 
This is the final episode of our calf series. Please join us again on January 12th when we start our next series focusing on exciting dairy research that is being done at Penn State University. Thank you.